This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook. Man, do I have an executive for you. He's an executive in my favorite sport. I just wish I was a little better at it. Jamie Ledford is here, president of Golf Pride. And anyone that knows golf knows Golf Pride. They're the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to grips, especially. Welcome to The Playbook, Jamie. Oh, great. It's great to be here. Great to have you. Now, you know, there's a lot of different components in sports, and I've been blessed to be in the business of sports for so long. And yet the size, scope, and scale of the audience really makes these little businesses really big businesses. And you wouldn't think about golf grips as being a huge business, but how many golf grips are sold a year? Yeah, so, um, you know, there are probably not quite a hundred million, you know, golf grips sold a year, you know, um, we make, um, you know, um, 50 million, you know, a year. Um, so like, um, you're right. It's an often overlooked category. Um, there's not a lot of like regular industry stats on it because of that. But one of the things we love, particularly here at golf pride is it touches all golfers, you know, so even like a golf pride brand, a lot of guys, you know, might have that Callaway hat or that Titleist hat or, you know, tailor-made hat um, that they wear to the golf course. Um, but, you know, um, we touch probably five to 6 million golfers a year with our grips. And so um, this little brand, you know, reaches out into a lot of different parts of the golf industry. And when you talk about touching, you really mean touching because, uh, our hands and our touch and our feel are so important in golf. I represented a guy named Lee Elder. Uh, yeah. and I always ask Lee, you know, what, what's the hardest thing, you know, to play in? Is it rain? Is it wind? And he said, no, it's cold because you can't feel the club. Uh, and, you know, he brought up a whole conversation about grips and, you know, how his touch was determinative upon there. He's a old hustler of golf in Washington, D.C., so he would purposely miss the green. Only guy I know to ever tell me he purposely missed the green because he knew he could double the bet and still chip better than most people could putt, uh, which I thought was fascinating as well. Um, but there's a lot that goes into grips. You know, it's not just a matter of sticking them on. Uh, and you have uh, a global innovation center and you put it at a pretty prominent site. And mm -hmm. I was wondering if you give me a little background on one, why this innovation center is so important to Golf Ride, but why you chose the site that you chose? Yeah, that's a great question. We love kind of sharing this story. So uh, the first thing I would share, you really nailed it about um, like how we think about grips. And um, sometimes, you know, I think people might think about grips as handles for their clubs. And I think maybe for a long time, grips were a little bit more standard and that maybe wasn't such a bad way to think about it but inside golf pride we think about grips as equipment for your hands and that little reframing of what it is that we think we're doing and how we're serving the golfer is really important and once we took on that you know kind of refresh in our mission 10 years ago we realized we needed to do things differently so um you know, if you came inside Golf Pride, um, you might actually feel like Golf Pride is run a little bit more like how a footwear business might run their business, almost like a small Nike or something like that, because we're constantly focused on the hands and we're trying to figure out um, 
you know, if you think about footwear for feet, what's the right grip to put, you know, in people's hands so that they, you know, are really at their best um, uh, when they're, you know, out on the golf course. And so part of that kind of reinvention was this global innovation center. So it's um, a custom built, you know, 36,000 square foot facility inside the gates of Piners number eight, which is unique. So I've been in the golf industry for about 15 years now, and there's a lot of great golf facilities, but we're the only equipment company I know that's literally inside the gate. So if you just go 200 yards to the left of my desk here is the first hole of number eight. And we, we set it up here for a couple of, for a number of reasons, but um, the world of golf comes through Pinehurst. So even though Pinehurst itself is kind of a small town, we can actually experience the whole world of golf. It's almost as if it's a stream of golfers that are just flowing by. And anytime we need to do a test, we can just kind of dip into that stream of golfers and have them kind of react to some of the new ideas that we're putting out here. Um, there's golfers coming by, you know, every day, uh, right by my window behind me here. In fact, I can see them. We just launched recently um, a flagship retail store. So it's open to the public Monday through Friday. So we're inviting golfers in. Um, you can't come to or from Golf Pride without kind of engaging the people that we're designing the products for. So it's really been tremendous. We opened it up in 2019. It was kind of um, a choppy period through the pandemic, you know, but we're in full swing now in the Global Innovation Center. It's been great. It's, it is amazing. And I was just at the old course in Scotland and uh, I'm an ambassador for Travis Matthews and they put a retail retail spot right there. And, uh, you know, they're bought by your old employer as well. And yeah. they've done a great job. But there's some questions I have about grips. Um, and since you have an innovation center, the first one's just about, re-gripping you know when I started golf when I was young it really wasn't a big deal to re-grip your clubs until they were slipping out of your hands yeah. uh, that was that's when we knew it was time to re-grip them yeah. um, have you found any benefits from the innovation and research on how often we should re-grip our clubs yeah we have and um, we're starting to unpack this so there's a lot of things that we as golfers have known kind of just through practice like you said about what we need to do but we've tried to really bring um, more performance research to the category. So uh, we released just a few months ago, our first study that tried to quantify the, the impact of worn grips um, on your game. And so in this one, we chose to focus on the common seven iron that often everybody has in their hand. And we tried to control for all other aspects of how golfers hit that seven iron. The only thing that was different is one had a fresh tour velvet grip from golf pride on it and the other had a definitely kind of burnout and worn tour velvet grip and we tried to see so what's the difference you know for this population of golfers when they hit the golf ball with the fresh grip or the worn grip and we saw statistically different you know results and it was quite interesting how it happened so we actually saw um, um, almost you know two yards of carry um, improvement when you go from worn grips to fresh grips, which could mean the difference of carrying that bunker, you know, on your approach shot or not. Um, and so, you know, it's not world peace. It's not, you know, quite like the big Bertha effect, you know, in the, in the 90s, you know, when, you, when, when people start buying those drivers, but it really matters. In fact, some of the guys that are designing clubs, when we told them about this two yard impact on a seven iron, I thought it was interesting. One of them said, Jamie, do you know how hard I work for two yards? Like they were. Yeah quite interested in this. And 
It's interesting where it comes from. So, you know, it's not that golfers swung the seven iron faster, you know, because your swing speed is determined by other factors. It's that golfers hit the center of the club face more squarely. And so they were getting more efficiency on their swing and they were getting more ball speed off the face. And then when you dial it back even further, why was that happening? That'll probably be the um, future studies that we do. There was certainly micro slippage going on in your hands, right? When those grips are slick. But the other thing is more than 80% of the golfers said they felt significantly more confident before anything happened when they had that fresh grip in their hands. And we know as golfers, when we feel confident, you know, and positive standing over the wall, good things happen. And so that's what I think is interesting about grips. It's not just, you know, pure physics because it's the only part of the equipment that you touch with your fingers. There's a mental aspect of this as well um, that inspires you to feel a certain way. And so we're continuing to unpack those factors as well. Well, I know Golf Pride has in, you know, a variety of advanced textures, surface textures, materials. Uh, we've talked about kind of the improvement in, in control performance length, which comes from also the confidence. But one of the areas is interesting is we do receive feedback from the feel of the club. And this is where Lee Elder was taking me when he was teaching me about the feel of the club was so important. And so uh, what type of feedback or enhanced feedback can we get from, you know, a, a proper grip, you know, so that we know how to correct the next swing because we receive information from the previous swing? Well, that's interesting because um, we're all different golfers. And I, I was thinking, uh, remember remembering this, right? I feel like I heard this stat about the elder did he um was he one of the few golfers that i think did he only hit one ball out of bounds like his whole pga tour career wasn't he such a strong ball striker i'm trying to remember if yeah yeah i heard that stat right um which was unbelievable which is yeah. why he loved to play with me because he wasn't a very long hitter obviously with that type of control but i was in my 30s when i represented him and he used to i said why do i always have to play with you he said because you're the only 30 year old i can out drive <laughs> but you're right um there's a lot of different golfers that we serve and what's interesting is the type of feel that they want so like on tour you're going to see a lot of um, players have what we call the z grip cord which is the firmest most responsive grip you know like um, you know um, colin Morikawa, for example plays a z grip cord you know he's a great iron player players like that if they're just slightly off, right? They wanna feel every aspect of that. So some of our strongest players want a really firm grip. Some other players, to be honest, the other end of the continuum, they might be later in their career and they actually have some, some issues with pain in their hands. They actually want something softer. You know, it's a little bit more like game improvement or something like that. They just kinda of wanna get the ball up, hit it straight. They don't necessarily want you know, a, a ton of vibration coming through in the hands. That, that was part of the innovation behind this um, CPX grip that we put together. And this was the first time that we've ever designed a grip this way. Usually we work from tour insight back. The C, CPX grip actually came out of an inspiration when we started thinking about other grips that we have in our life. And we started riffing off of BMX bike handles when we were kids and how you could actually work your hands you know into those handles and how that made you feel confident right that you really had like a secure feeling on the handlebars and just that little idea led us down this path of a totally different 
you know, texture pattern and soft rubber. So CPX is the softest grip that we've ever made. Um, and for certain people, that's what inspires this feeling of confidence in them. It wouldn't be the right grip for Colin Morikawa, but it is the right grip for a lot of other um, players out there. So it's, it's interesting that that texture research runs the gamut and it's not all kind of pure physics. You know, there's a lot in kind of how people really want to feel and where they're at in their game, you know, um, and things like that. So there's a lot that goes into how we design texture. And, you know, about 74 years ago, one of the reasons I love Golf Pride also is I was born in Akron, Ohio. So the oh. original, the original innovation was yeah. to go from love, leather to the rubber capital of the world. I know the inventors from Cleveland, but yeah. the manufacturing agreement, if I was correct, was from Akron. And then they had a, the name came from an oil, uh, old popular motor oil, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, right? Golf oil or something. The golf Our pride was a guy named Thomas Faywick, and it goes back to 1949. So we're like 74 years old right now. And um, if you think back that time in Akron, Ohio was the rubber capital of the world. And he just felt like, I don't know why all these grips are leather. They ought to be rubber. It took him a, quite a few years to like perfect the slip on rubber grip. It may not seem like much, but it was quite an innovation in its day. And you're right. I think there was an old oil can that he saw somewhere that said golf pride, you know, was the, the oil. And uh, he just flipped the golf around to golf and it's been our name uh, ever since. And now we think about it really differently about, you know, the pride, you know, um, that you have, you know, um, in your golf game and in your grip. But you're right. That's kind of a funny <laughs> part of how no, I, I guess. I know that because my grandfather owned United Auto Parts in Barberton, Ohio. And I used to work as a young boy with my grandfather and he had a golf pride uh, oil can. And oh, he said, you know, there's a golf company that's named the same. And, and later yeah. on in life, I said, close grandpa, but I, I now understand the history. I'm a big Buckeye. Now, uh, it's interesting. We were talking about feedback and feel and, you know, this unique innovation uh, that has such an impact on our game. Everybody's yeah. worried about the grooves and the, the bottom weight. Like, you know, there's so much technology that goes into stealth. Uh, you know, David Abley is a good friend of mine as well. Yeah. And I work in the industry. But once again, you know, it's a lot cheaper just to regrip uh, than to buy another $1,200 club. Uh, but one of your favorite quotes, I was told, has to do with control mm -hmm. and feedback. Uh, I was wondering if you could share with me that quote or something like it in how it impacts your life about having control and feedback. Yeah, um, well, there's a number of things that we talk about. I'm not sure if this is one, but I was actually um, chatting with David Ableys about this. You know, one of the things when you, when you really go deep on grips um, and see them as equipment for your hands, you really start asking yourself some questions about how do I set myself up for optimal performance? Because um, we know size of the grip impacts performance as well. And, that's the second kind of phase of this more detailed research we're doing. We want to try and quantify if you're a midsize or maybe a jumbo golfer, but you're not playing that proper grip, what are you losing? You know, because even today, so I was talking to David Abley's, the importance of, you know, when you buy that new, you know, Stealth 2 driver, you know, um, it's a great driver, but like, how do you get the proper, you know, grip on there when you leave? A lot of people think, well, I'll, I'll just wear that grip out you know, and I'll, I'll change it later, but you might be actually losing some of the performance game if you're actually a, a mid-sized player and you don't walk out there with a mid-sized grip. So those are things that we're 
working on that we're trying to influence even on kind of the original um, club builds, you know, how we can think about grips differently, you know, their custom equipment, just like the shafts and just like, you know, the heads, but golfers aren't always totally used to thinking that way. And so that's our mission at Golf Pride is to get people to see the grips as one of your equipment choices, you know, along with the shaft and the club head and the golf ball. Well, I've been blessed to be around the manufacturing side of all types of sports, clubs, shafts, grips, cars, 3D printed singer cars, uh, yeah. you know, incredible things utilizing 3D printing, AI, uh, and engineering. Do you see eventually a truly customized grip in technology, whether it be 10 or 20 years from now, where, you know, you hold your hands up to a scanner and they print out, you, you put in your demographic of the type of player, your height, whatever, and you yeah. actually someday have a customized golf pride even printed in your favorite colors with your name on it. Oh, I, I totally see that. Now we have a lot of work to get there, but like, I mean, that is so much a part of our kind of future mission is how we get there because we see it happening in other parts of our life, right? You, you now have the opportunity, you know, if you're going to buy a shirt or a pair of pants now, a lot of times, you know, you plug in your measurements, like they're not going to give you just, you know, the medium that you ordered. I mean, they're going to, they're going to cut it to your shape so that it fits properly. So we're seeing that in so many different categories and businesses right now. We need to bring it um, to grips because it just stands to reason when you think about um, how many different hands are really out there in the world. You know, even if you have larger hands, there's a lot of different ways your hands can be large, your fingers can be large, your palm can be large. Um, and so we know we have to evolve today. It has frustrated me. We're not quite there yet to change it, but it really just doesn't make sense on the surface that there should only be four sizes of grips. And when you think about how they've historically been named, you know, standard, you know, or midsize, what does that mean exactly? Or jumbo or undersize? Like, I think we're probably not far off from a reinvention, you know, of sizing, um, at a minimum to try and really help people get grips that are really custom built, you know, for their hands, you know, that there's some technology elements, there's some kind of paradigms in the golf industry that we have to get through. But um, I totally see that in our future for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. And we couldn't get there without the innovation of golf pride uh, and the investment that you've made as well as the experiential investment by having it at Pinehurst as well. And all the yeah. retail things that you're doing, it's incredible that you could have built such a great brand in such a simple part of golf, the grip. And now we see how the riches are in the niches when you have great leadership. Jamie Ledford, thank you so much uh, for joining us and allowing us to delve into your playbook of success. Check out Golf Pride if you're a golfer, you already know them. It's like saying, hey, have you ever heard of Nike? But the president of Golf Pride, Jamie Ledford, thanks for joining me here on The Playbook.